We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Y'all Gaming, only show on the internet that asks for Y'all Gaming. Now, I don't know why there are two E's in prediction. I was just looking that up. Um, I, I, I probably... That's something I got to take up with management, I guess. But welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm Coney, and I'm here with TK. Howdy. How's it going? I think it's weird that you just now looked at that and found out that there was too easy prediction, or have you just been thinking that about that for a while? I thought it for a while, but this is the first time it's come to like top of mind. This is, That's you know, it, we haven't said anything in a long time, and finally, damn it, I'm going to be the one to stand up. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, I'm doing great. I uh, just got back from France. It was cool. Uh, I'm not jet lagged, surprisingly. I wasn't jet. I don't know how I did, how I've done it. I think my sleep schedule is already just so bad that you looped over. It's easy for me to to like to like adjust to another sleep schedule. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, we got there like twelve. I took like a like a one and a half hour nap, and then uh, then I was good. And then I actually went to sleep regularly. And yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, now I'm back home, and I went to sleep at like 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 one here. So that was. Yeah, I don't know. It just it worked out. It worked out for everybody involved, but it was a great time. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll end up talking about it pretty soon. What's the time zone difference over there? Is it six hours or nine? Damn. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that nine. high well, from where from where I'm at. Wait, I'm no wait wait wait. I'm oh, you're in Texas. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I still. think I might be lying. Hold on. Texas to France time difference. It says for uh, me it's eleven oh nine, so it's six hours. Yeah, so it's seven for okay. you. Yeah, seven, seven. It was an it was an eight hour flight. That's what it was. Ah, uh, um, still so, too many. Yeah, yeah. Texas has multiple time zones. I didn't know that. Me neither. Oh, whatever. Anyway, yeah, it's still it's still a lot. It was enough. Um, and yeah, I mean, but like the thing is though, like it's just it was it was interesting because one of my friends called me at like one this time or their time, and it was nine, and they were like, "Why are you up?" And I was like, "Well, I have to go into work." And <laughs> she was like, "Well, where are you at?" <laughs> Like I'm in France, bro. Like we, so yeah. It was. It's. I guess I don't know. It's. It's a pretty cool thing to think about. But yeah, it was. It's a. It's not as bad as like. Well, how how far? What is Australia's time difference? Is it like twelve? Is it twelve? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on where you're at. If you're in Perth, I think it's straight up flipped. So it's twelve hours. I think Sydney, because they're they're basically the same distance as us. They just have Mm -hmm. east and west coast. They have nothing in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So yeah, it's uh it's pretty bad, but that that flight was disastrous. It was a whole day, but happy that you're back from France. That was actually the first topic we were talking about was uh the the kind of culture between 
you know, the smash scenes in NA and Europe. And I mean, you had a lot of thoughts on that. So I wanted to know if uh, that was something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, man. Uh, NA sucks. Uh, and this is why. Uh, like, I, I said I said this, you know, and I was talking a little bit about Twitter, but I just mean in general, dude. It ain't like, we, we will never have people. I think people think they're too cool to be excited about esports right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that's a thing. Because most of you guys grew up as nerds. Like, you have been nerds. You know what I mean? Like, I was a nerd when I was growing up. You know, obviously, like, just, you know, I, I didn't really become cool in high school until, like, senior year. And that was only because I started singing and, like, dancing and shit. And so, like, that was, that was, like popular then mm-hmm. but before then yeah i mean like I, i've been playing games like my entire life there's like nothing wrong with being a nerd but i feel like people just don't want to be too much of a nerd i guess and so it's like not cool to like things uh and i think that's a very stupid mentality to have uh because a lot of you guys who are also complaining about like oh smash this smash that probably have a smash tattoo so like <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like you talking all this shit but when you have a smash ball on your chest like i don't that's just weird to me um so uh yeah i just i don't know i I feel like in france people are just excited to be like around that culture they're excited to see like gaming and 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 i saw two different games there it wasn't just like i went to to ultimate i just said me vicky and and and, uh ee went to an overwatch thing there was like there was like this influencer french overwatch tournament that was going on at this uh venue and we went to go watch that and those people in there were having a good time too and i was like this is great like it's just nice to be around people who are like genuinely enjoying the game you know not sitting here complaining about oh this this person's carried this character's broken, this needs to be banned, all that other shit. It was just a bunch of people enjoying gaming. And I wish that we had that in America, but instead we have uh, a bunch of egos when it comes into ranked and people like, you know, when you play ranked games, team games and stuff like that. Um, And then uh, a bunch of complaining and instead of like trying to learn why you may have lost or stuff like that. Sure. The Steve Kazia debate. Right now, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Steve for a while, but now I think Kazia is under the gun, way more yeah. so. But I, uh, I, I mean, the French are a fa- uh, passionate people. That's that's mm-hmm. something that they're known for, right? Um, I don't know if it's a coolness thing. I just think there's this. How do I put this? And I think this is more of a thing in melee than it is in ultimate. Uh, everybody, nobody wants to be surprised anymore. Like. It feels like everybody wants to have this. They want to have the situation handled. They want to be like, ah, yeah, okay. There's uh, reverse up air from Falcon. He's gonna go off, and he's not gonna make it back here. Sheik, you know, down throw forward air. Okay, he's dead. Obviously, there's the confirm. Right. It feels way more. Um, I don't know. It's kind of rote, and I've seen a lot of melee top eights that kind of feel that way to me. Uh, I think an ultimate. It's starting to set in because and and I, I feel like the the past few top eights that I've had to cast and I think we cast like Lost Tech City, I will admit was not a particularly exciting top eight from a commentary standpoint because literally every set that came up was won by the person that was supposed to win, and usually it was a sweep. Um mm. and even if the guy does win or the underdog, they're winning game one, and you're not screaming about game one. Um, I, I think if you only have the... If you have a very sort of recency-biased mindset, that's what you're looking at. But I think back to Summit, where there was a billion game fives, and everything was last hit, and I think things were pretty exciting then. Oh, okay, um, hold on now. 
hold on though, because uh, the first time that Lima and Meister played, Lima won. Mm-hmm. That was not supposed to happen because that matchup is apparently You're right. That one, first. that one was pretty good. But I'm saying in general, okay. not like it wasn't like the whole time. I'm just saying like in general, it was like a pretty clear cut path. Yeah. Yeah. True. And I think that people yeah, yeah. see that and like you know maybe I'm wrong. That's just my perception or my guess. But the point is that the the larger issue is that it feels like people in the community don't want to be surprised by that. They're too cool for it. And I think it's just a pendulum where now it's like, oh, my God, where's this excitement? Where's this hype? Where's this style of commentary? But if that was the style of commentary, everybody would be like, oh, why are these guys just screaming on the mic? You have two okay, ends of a spectrum. I don't mean the commentary, though. Like, I, what do you I mean? think I, – I think – I'm talking about crowds. I, I'm, I think American commentary – or at least American Ultimate Commentary is is at a good spot. Yes, we're not yelling about everything, but I don't think everything needs to oh, be. Oh, I see what you're saying. Thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I just mean I mean like viewers and like people in the crowd and like how people take the Twitter to you know air out grievances that are like not really grievances when really like a lot of the times you could just say I didn't know the matchup as well as I should. Maybe I should go you know eat, research it. Sure. It just that's where that's where i mean I, I i understand that like you know there's been a lot of commentary uh conversation lately because yeah the french commentators are like always yelling and shit and then those cod guys did that melee like that sure, it sure, was a yeah. 45 second clip by the way and y'all ran that shit to the ground but <laughs> by the way that clip wasn't even like listen this isn't uh, this is no shake because those guys are phenomenal casters that wasn't good casting that's day one let's play stuff like i i don't uh, he's a mouse. How is he doing this? Oh my god! He just boom back. Oh wow! Go goodness! It's like uh, that's not. Listen, bro. That was a that, but but he is but a mouse was. Uh, that was. I mean, it's a that. good line, but like, I I just I feel like it's very easy to do, and there's nothing. And and again, this is no shot to the guys. They said it in a very compelling, funny way, but it's like I I feel like you could put Smashcasters in in a COD game, and it would feel simple. Like I don't know. You're surprised by Pikachu Jab because you've never seen it before. You show mm -hmm. me some stuff in COD. I think there's like a perk in COD that when you die, you drop three grenades on the ground or something, and then the other guy. I would pop the hell off on that. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's like I, I I don't think it's that crazy, and and for it to turn into a point of negativity is so weird. Why did Smashers have to yeah. do that? Well, yeah, I mean, but so from this point, this is like from my own personal perspective right now. Uh. But we're all over the place right now. This is what this is what you get. Like, you know what? You guys are welcome. Two commentators talking about commentary. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the when I'm doing now that like the time has passed, where hating on me for doing melee is, is over. Now everyone loves me. I think it's because most of the melee casters don't really sound as interested in the game anymore. Like, because they've seen it all basically. And I think that goes right back into the like, yeah, you don't want to be surprised by anything. That's, and that goes for casters. That goes for viewers. That goes for you know like uh spectators and all that they, they want to act like they knew that was happening or it was coming and whatnot i on the other hand i'm just excited to see some good uh gameplay like and you know i don't watch as much melee so obviously i'm not as like um you know i don't i don't get to see these same interactions uh all the time or every day you know whatever whatever um so i think that that's also a, a difference is just like you know how long you've been doing it i think it's a little harder for melee people to just still get uh hyped because their game is what 21 years old sure we continue to get a new game every like five six years and even if the games are similar they're still new and we still get like newer characters and you know older characters getting revamped a little bit so yeah i don't know it's just yeah 
I, I agree about the crowd thing, but I don't know how to fix that. Like, crowds being more excited. Like, I don't... Uh, that's just NA crowds. They're yeah. just not big. I mean, it's it's at that, at that point in time, I think you just have to chalk it up to a culture thing, and, like, that's what we have been... Like, esports was not cool before. Esports is cool now, but people are like, I'm too cool to like esports, or I don't know. Like, it's just... There's there's something about there's something in there. I mean, cool might not be the word, but there's definitely some level of aloofness that I feel like inside these people are probably like, this is really sick. I can't believe I'm doing this. But on the outside, they're like, I'm, I'm ice cold. Nah, that wasn't that cool. So, uh, yeah, oh, well. I, I don't know what it is. May I think it's also the set. It might be the saturation of events too. Like, if that, you look yeah. at it, this is France's opportunity to show themselves on the world stage. You know, it's this big, huge invitational happening in their home country they don't have to go the whole world away this is like a new thing to them um for us like how many years have we been in that genesis venue yeah it rules right and we love it but like it's we kind of expect it now and i think more and more with these events even as production level rises it's hard to feel special um yeah we kind of expect it at this point so um that's just one idea though who knows could be any number of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably you know, yeah, the oversaturation definitely does not help a lot. I, I you know, I I'm am, sick I of all these gone, events. I have been gone every week for like four weeks in a row. Hold on, let me just go to my calendar real quick because I don't. Yeah, I don't really get weeks off anymore now that like. And this, this I think this is also one of the driving forces of me being like, um. I want to do other games because I can now stay at home and do them online. Like mm -hmm. Rocket League is done online. Apex is done online. Like R Rush Rush Down Revolt probably done online. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, so from PAX West, I had one break, and then it was Ult Summit, Brawlhalla, Lost Tech City, uh, Twitch Big House, or TwitchCon, French Invitational, Love Wave Invitational, Let's Make Move Miami, BCX, Poor Priority, DreamHack. That's all right there, right? And then it's a break for Thanksgiving, surprisingly. And then main stage and the two finals and then a break for uh, for Christmas. And then probably right after Christmas, we're back in. I don't know. Probably I, I, I thought let's make big or let's make moves was the first uh, thing of the year. Right. Uh, are, are they scrapping that? Maybe now doing Miami. I don't know. But yeah, it just it's just it. There's a lot. Uh, we get a lot of stuff going on because before, before it was like one event every like two months that everyone went to. And then it was like mm -hmm. two events. Uh, like or one event a month, and then it was two event a month, and now every there's a major every week, and I you know there's definitely such thing as burnout, and I think that's starting to affect a lot of people. I still genuinely love talking about this game. I actually like it when less uh, when we get different top eights because some players didn't show up, so that's pretty cool. But you know, then they start calling it a Mickey Mouse tournament. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, bro, you can't have any success here till they wins a major. It's not a major. It's a national, or it's a it's it's just a glorified regional. Mickey yeah, it's Mouse a bit. It's a okay. super regional. That was the new yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, it's a mess. Too many right. events at once. Uh, we're go. We're both going to be at the Ludwig thing though, so that'll be uh, mm -hmm. that'll be a good time. And that does feel a little special. The Ludwig thing. Me, I think I, personally, I think it's the event format. That sounds really fun. Um, and just the Ludwig I've done no stuff. research. So oh, it's uh, it's Swiss format. It's a long story, but basically, you have to win three matches to get out. And if you lose three, if you win three matches, you're in final bracket. If you lose three matches, you're out of the tournament. It's in nice. the way that it works is like it adds a lot of stakes and drama to every match. 
I have no idea how it's going to function, like, logistics or admin-wise, like, how they're going to set up matches, but whatever, that's not our problem. It's going to be fun. Um, so, yeah, Swiss is happening. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Check it out. I think it's on Ludwig's channel. I think Melee is on Ludwig's channel, and they haven't, they haven't said officially what the YouTube channel is going to be for the other one. But um, So, yeah, that's Ludwig's happening soon. Also, people draft their round ones. I forgot about that. So you get to pick the player that you fight if you go 3-0, which is kind of messed up. I can't wait to see that. You'd be like, you're free. I want to fight this free-ass yeah. guy. <laughs> like, I mean, if, 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 if Leo wins, he's picking Meister, right? Because he's like 80-0 with Meister. That's messed up. But... No, nah, I don't think he would do that. I feel like because if Leo wins, you know, the Mexican pride, all that good stuff, they're going to want their boys to go. Like, he, he could beat, beat anybody. Meister yeah. in grand finals. He just beat him in grand finals, like, if, if anything. So That's he, true. He'll, yeah, yeah. I think he'll pick whatever his next victim is and just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, let's switch gears. We're talking about TwitchCon now. Uh, you had a chance to go. I did not go. What was it like? Uh, TwitchCon sucked, but, like, Damn. the – the the outside of TwitchCon was great. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, from 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 whatever time the show hall opened to six, oh, yeah, that was that was not fun time. But then after that, that's when all the fun was. So uh, yeah, there was a lot of parties that I went to. Uh, I got to sing karaoke like four four nights in a row. Um, the obviously you know I, I I me and EE almost played into the pit. We almost did the pit because. Oh. Right? Uh, the, I was standing there. I was oh, uh, no. Pancake Pal, big shout out to Pancake Pal. She was like the the floor announcer, and I went to go like you know I was like hey I just want to say hey real quick give her a hug. She's like you guys should jump in, you guys should jump in. I was like ah the mm. line's a little long, you know I got stuff to do. So uh, glad I didn't jump in because yeah. I'm I'm probably would if I beat EE or like my my plan was basically okay. It wasn't even to like really beat him. It was to like we start. I was gonna throw my stick up and then spear him right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That actually now, would have killed you both. That would have killed both of us. <laughs> yeah. You both would have died. I'm glad you didn't do that so you're still around. You'd be missing Ludwig's Invitational and perhaps the rest of the year. Yeah, that would have that, cuz my that's my cranium hitting the ground like right there. So God damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, that was not it. Um obviously y'all saw that, you know, um the one I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Adriana Chechik. I don't know how to say yeah, her name, but Chechik, something like that. Yeah, she broke her tailbone and her spine and all that, and the, she had to get surgery. And there's like videos of her trying to walk right now, and it is just so excruciatingly painful to watch. Um, not even like the fall, because like when you when you look at the fall the first time, you're like, oh yeah, bounce. You know, it's it's like it makes sense that you bounced off of this because like it's that's how a actual foam pit will work. Like, yeah, you bounce up a little bit. But then you realize that she bounced off the concrete, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like that's that's now that makes that look a lot worse. God uh, damn! I think, they, I think they moved her. You're not supposed to move someone with a back injury. Oh my god! Um, Had yeah, to get her so the hell out of the pit it. so more people could play. Yeah, <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> you had your anyway, turn. Yeah, like you had enough fun. Let's go. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that sucked. Um, they're still throwing the. They're, they're still throwing um, things around, like who's taking the blame, right? Like, is it Twitch? Is it Lenovo? Uh, whatever. I think collectively both y'all should take blame because Lenovo is the one who obviously came up with the idea or whatever, but Twitch is the one who, like, did not have a safety precaution or measures or anybody to, like, be like, hey, this is not how you build a foam pit. Yeah. Um, There was another foam pit, like, next door to that, and it was, like, 
I think it was like the Burger King foam pit or something, and you had to fight with uh with like the French toast sticks. But oh, that's it was cute. like okay. It, yeah, but it was like the the platform was not raised like that. It was like uh-huh. the foam pit was like the same level as the platform. Basically, you just like it's you get knocked every time you got knocked off, you lost the point until it was like six. So there was no like you didn't like fall back or anything like that. You like fell to the side. And normally when you fell off, you would still be on your feet. So I was like, this one's like a little safer, but I don't sure. know how deep it was. So I can't really tell you like if it was actually safer or just happened to be because it wasn't as deep. Um Yeah. Uh, I met a couple of cool my like my friends. I think the biggest part of like TwitchCon for me was just going to see my friends, and uh, mm-hmm. that was good. Got to do a lot of hanging out, uh, whatnot. There was this place that we went to called Coin Op. They had like alcoholic Capri Suns. Uh, that was cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Meg The Stallion uh, performing was pretty sick. She only performed for, like forty five minutes though, and. Um, you know, and now I'm sure everyone's LOL Twitch, like y'all couldn't even hire her for an hour, blah, 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 right? <laughs> uh, that was the bad, that was a hot 45 minutes of my life. I uh, I put on some eyeliner. It was great. Um, we was out there, you know, being hot girls and shit. Uh, Kim Petras is who someone I definitely haven't heard too much about, but like, I do like her music. Um, and I did not know uh, a lot of her songs, but the three or four songs I did know, I was like, this is good. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go back and listen to her music eventually. It's, it's, it's pop music, but, you know, I, every now and then I get into a little pop mood, you know, listen to a little Katy Perry, you know what I'm saying? But, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, but outside of that, yeah, it was it was, it was was whatever. I think we went to a lot of cool bars because it was the Gas Lamp, lamp District that had nothing to do with Twitch. We literally just found bars to go to. Um, I think also that I am, like, more of a jaded streamer and I don't want to do all that networking and stuff anymore. Void went and watched several panels and probably networked a bunch. And he said Damn. he had a great time. So, you know, Let's like, go he, yeah, I mean, big shout out to Void for doing such, but like, yeah, he said he had a great time. Good stuff for him. Um, I just don't think I have that. Like, I don't, I, I feel like I've talked to every company I want to talk to. And, sure. and currently I don't really feel like I have the metrics to like pitch myself either. So like, that's just not going to help either. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. TwitchCon outside the con was much better than inside the con. Um, and that's my review. I give it a solid six out of ten, but okay. basically because of after parties. Damn. Okay. Maybe I. I. So I was on the outside looking in. TwitchCon has always felt kind of weird to me. Um, mm. mostly just because it feels like, I don't know. I, I. The idea that you just walk around and fans go to. to I, I guess it's like meet and greet. I don't know. There's something weird to me about TwitchCon because it is just normal people streaming. I guess as it gets bigger, these normal people become more and more like actual like deities or you know personalities or characters. Um, so there is value in actually meeting them. Um, the networking stuff, I feel like all the top streamers do that anyway. And I don't know how much a mid-level streamer is going to gain from networking. Does that make sense? But like, I don't, I don't- I don't think they network. I think the networks come to them. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. A, but like, why would you go to a Twitch conference? Like, if you're if you're a vendor, if I'm hmm. a vendor and I'm looking to deal with a top streamer, do I? I don't wait for TwitchCon, and it's not like I don't know who they are. Um, hmm. Do I want to get a mid level guy? Maybe, but how do you like? You can't walk around TwitchCon saying like, hey. I'm a 3K viewer streamer, everybody. I'm 4K viewers. You know, I'm a mid-level Twitch streamer. Like, you can't... That's not something you can advertise? Or maybe it is. I don't know. Um, TwitchCon feels very strange to me because it feels like this weird intersection of, like, personal and professional. Like, 
And there's also not much I think you could learn at TwitchCon that would teach you how to be a better streamer in the large scale. Like, mm -hmm. most people who got big on Twitch, they did the right thing, but it was the right thing at that time. And it's hard to replicate that success because a lot of it is like you got lucky being in the right place at the right time. Um, obviously, there are some things that are evergreen. But because they're evergreen, you can just look at them on YouTube and be like, oh, how do I be a good content creator, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? I don't know. I don't see anybody blowing up from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe I'm just – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It just, it feels like – I've been to a lot of conventions for more professional settings like SEO and uh, uh, more like online marketing, web marketing stuff with like tangible skills. When it comes to streaming, yeah, there are skills, but they only take you so far. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I've learned a lot from streaming, though. Like, okay. unless you mean like, yeah, I mean, like, genuinely, like, I've, I've ran my own show, I've made my own graphics, I've, uh, you know, actually made videos at times and stuff like that. Like, uh, I've come up with good content ideas and things. And I think that, like, that probably transfers into, like, being able to work with other streamers if you have any type of business mindset, which is why I'm like, when I look sure. for a job, I want to look for one that's like a partnership manager so I can help people get to where they need to go because, like, that probably would have helped me a long time ago. Uh, but also just because, like, I think, like, when, you on, when you're on that side, it's like basically, like, when you see, a, like, a top athlete become a commentator, right? They have a different perspective because sure. they've been on the court and now they have an idea of what, like, someone on the court is trying to do. Uh which is, you know, the same philosophy I take within why I play games instead of just, like, trying to learn all the intricacies and then, like, not trying it myself. Um, but, yeah, I guess I, in the grand scheme of things, though, probably you're, you're probably right. I don't think that, like, streaming, unless you're going into another industry job, uh, helps you in the grand scheme of things for a lot of other stuff. At least not that I can think of right now. Um, I mean, if we're yeah, talking, I mean, like, if we're talking, like, tactile skill sets, obviously those are valuable. But mm -hmm. I don't know, like, you can't give general, everybody's path is different in streaming, and what works for one person is not going to work for other people. Like, you can you can give them fish, right? You give them a collab, or you give them a good idea, but that video or that stream is going to pop off, and then they're not going to do anything after. You have to teach them how to fish. And it's like, you can't learn that in a weekend at Twitch, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I, I think it, I, think, I think, think it's giving people hope too, though. Like sometimes just yeah, a little bit of sure. like slight encouragement. I mean, like people that's people true. ask us how to get into commentary all the time, and like even though we're that's a little true. more like like, hey, bro, commentary is kind of solved right now. I still will at least give you solved. like a, some inkling. It's it's solved. Uh, yeah. Especially for Smash, it's pretty solved. But um, I, I think I still give them some inkling uh, of you know, like my, my my biggest thing to tell people now is like, look, man, if you want to be an analytical commentator, then do that. But like, you need to find a way to make it interesting because no one wants to listen to a psych encyclopedia talk. You know, sure. it's like Hazmat is like the prime example of like someone who is definitely analytical, but like presents it in a fun way. So, uh, or at least has a good voice for it. You know, and uh, I think that like that's the, what I'm telling people now. But before this, I was just kind of like, hey, bro. It, until one of us get up from the seat, it's gonna be hard to get that seat, man. Sure. So, you know, but yeah. that's like it's it's different in Twitch because I mean, there's there isn't a, a amount of seats at the top. I think it's just hard to get to the top in general. So sure. it's not like you know, if you get there, you get there. You're not replacing someone more often than not. You just kind of get there. So, yeah. 
So uh, we've been on this topic for a long time. So I it, let's yeah, I was gonna say we could do this for a lot longer, but we did have a third topic, which I don't really have much to say about. Uh, Overwatch two, I played it. It's all right. Yeah, that's it's, about where I'm at too. It's yeah, a, it's a solid all right experience. Does it feel better than Overwatch one? I'm not completely no. sure. <laughs> I think that the double tank meta was definitely ruining Overwatch one. Mm-hmm. Um. So having one tank is pretty cool now, but uh, the issue with Overwatch 2 right now is that everyone who probably didn't like Overwatch 1, uh, it's like, I'll try this one. So now you have a bunch of bad players in here again, um, and they're just as toxic. Like, you have your McCree rolling out in the middle of the uh, of the street, getting killed, shot by everyone and asking why the healer didn't heal him. Sure. Well... Maybe if you actually used your corners and walls and rolled into safety instead, we'd have a better time. So, you know, but that's just that's just that, that's what happens with new games. So right. you know, people just, you know, they just they, they do they do things like that. So I played uh, I played a bit of it and I just didn't. I don't know, man, it feels the same to me and I hate it because I logged on. And when I played, I'm mad casual. So I would play soldier or Zarya soldier tracer in May. And May is my four fun character. And, like, I'm mad casual, but it's like, I tried out all these new characters, and they just weren't fun. Like, I... Chill out, Chill out. No, I didn't like them. I tried Ash, didn't like her. I tried... Oh, Ash is... I'm talking about the the, the three new characters, so Junker Queen, Sojourn, and... uh, Oh, I haven't tried them. Maybe I should try them. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't like any of them, and I'm like, okay, this isn't fun, and I don't want to play a new game just to play more May. You know, and, and, like, I also know that people are taking this very seriously, and I'm just, I'm I'm mega casual in Overwatch. I don't care. Um, yeah. I, also, I meant to say Cassie before they before they get me in the comments. It is it is Cassie now. They took McCree out because of oh, right. yeah. reasons. So, Cassie about that. rolling out. Yes, yes. Anyway. Forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I, I couldn't get really into it. I'm not a big Overwatch guy, and I never have been. I played, I like, think, a couple months after it came out, and that was it. I think you should play Junker Queen and then come back to me. I you think, think so? That's a Coney, I think that's a Coney character. She what does she shotgun, do? She runs into the fight. She has an axe. She throws. Uh, she has a, a knife uh, that she can throw. Or if you just do the melee attack, it still also does a dot. And she's, like, impossible to kill at times because uh, of all of that. Like, I do kind of like that. She has lifesteal. If you get... Uh, if you get low, you just do hit the yell. Uh, the yell gives you a bunch of bonus health. Uh, you run up on people and just slash them. That slash does mad damage, and it does damage over time after that. Uh, and then her ult, she just jumps in there with her like little spinning thing, and everybody that gets hit uh, takes damage over time, and they can't heal. So she straight up fights. Yeah, she's the she's the she's the tank that like if if you see top damage, it's like that's understandable. So <laughs> just. Yeah, she's yeah, she's fun. That's that's all I care about, honestly. Mm-hmm. I might I might give her a shot. I don't know. I I I tried it for like an hour and I was like, I'm just kind of bored. Um, maybe the oh, PVE no, thing would grab me, but I'm just I don't know. I, I feel it, they should have had that really by a, now. I'm not really an Overwatch guy, so I can't play Overwatch for like two, four, like four hours. Of, you know, I can't play Overwatch more than like three hours to be honest. Yeah, like, right, time to go. So. I, I feel you on that for sure. There are just so many games to play now too. It's so oversaturated that like I can't. I don't know. It, you really got to have something special. And the first Overwatch game was really special, and this one just feels like the first Overwatch. So I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, that's try it if you guys want. It's free. I don't really have a recommendation for it, so I don't know. Um, I was going to talk about Scorn, but I didn't play it because everybody gave it really bad reviews, and apparently it's not great, which made me kind of sad. Don't you like bad games, though? Not, not, how do I put this? Uh, it's not fun bad. Ah. Scorn is like, it, it looks neat, but it's just a long puzzle walking game, apparently. And yep. that's not fun or funny to me. Um, it just looks boring. But I don't know if that's true. It just, I watched some gameplay, I was like, ugh. But I really like the art style and like the brutal energy of it, but it just, I don't know, it looked kind of crappy, so. Uh, but try it if you guys want, I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, 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 it, I did not look, it does not look recommended to me. So, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, y'all gaming. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We'll probably talk about Ludwig's event, because we're going to be there. Um. Yep. And then anything else happening. I don't know what else is coming out, so. I don't think, yeah. Well, th- this month, I just thought, like, well, before we get out of here, this month. Uh, or the next few months is actually looking pretty all right for games. Let me okay. make sure I can find that tweet again. Hold on. Puppet uh, Combo put out a new game. I'm gonna play that at some point. Love that. Right oh wait. Oh no, it probably hasn't come out yet. I need to find out if when River City Girls Two hits the Switch. I thought that was already out. I thought it was out too, but they pushed it back. So uh, uh, only available until October 23rd on limited run. I don't want a physical copy, or do I? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll buy that. All right. So anyway, Keith says, bro, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Gotham Knights, Bayonetta 3, Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, God of War, Rag, Ragnarok, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, uh, and Sonic Frontiers, all coming out within a month. So Sick. Uh, there's a couple games that, like, in this, Sonic Frontiers is, is speaking to me. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, even though I probably won't stream it, I just, like, go into the game and then, like, that's it. Bayonetta. And, like, all right, I'm looking at Gotham Knights, but I don't actually think I'm looking at Gotham Knights. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah, I can, I can tell you how it is. I'm playing it on Thursday. So I'll let oh. you know if it's good or not. So All right. I'll well, give then, you yeah. heads up. I don't know right. either, honestly. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely a big, like, it, it could be cool, but I'm also not, like, I'm not so- for sure yeah, it's going to be cool. So, uh. All right. Well, yeah, that was it, man. Uh, that's all. That's all we really have this time. I'm going to go back to streaming, so definitely come back over to the TK Breezy stream to Twitch uh, TV slash TK Breezy. I got some other stuff to talk about, and then we play some Rocket League. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for watching. Yep. Thanks for watching, everybody. We're gonna go back to TK stream, but for now, y'all gaming's over. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.